The cat's licking his asshole. God damn! <laughs> I would hate to be a cat because of that. Because you'd have to lick your asshole to yeah, get Yeah, because like, you'd be like, that shit's itchy. Yeah. And then you have to lick it because you don't have any other options. <laughs> yeah. Literally, we're looking at a cat with thumbs and he has no other <laughs> options. That's true. I bet he likes it. <laughs> He's dirty. Well, how are you today? Oh, I'm fucking fantastic. How the fuck are you? I, this is the best day of my whole life. I know! It's our favorite <laughs> awesome super bestie day best day i'm not gonna lie i'm super full right now (laughs) yeah i'm pretty full we didn't put the bean dip in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) i thought about that you put the dogs downstairs so they wouldn't eat our food and i was like we could just put the food away (laughs) no 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 it wouldn't matter even if it was on the counter we would have come down and he would have eaten all of your doritos and all of my popcorn fucking hank's an asshole hank is an asshole Anyway, it's been an awesome day so far of nothing but, like, junk food and video games. Yeah, it's my best day ever. And I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. I know. (laughs) We both called out Thursday, Friday from work. We're playing hooky to hang out and have a super awesome bestie day. Mm -hmm. Because it's been far too fucking long. Yeah, it has. And we deserve it. We earned it. (laughs) This is just for me. (laughs) So, so far, it's been amazing. Yeah. And I can't wait to continue it. But we're pausing for a cause. And that is our podcast. (laughs) To bring you people some murder. 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 <laughs> well, do you have a goddamn then? I sure enough do. Tell me so that. So if uh, you guys follow along with the podcast, you know that in December, my father got a double lung transplant. Mm. And ever since then, we... I was aware. I gasped like I wasn't, <laughs> but I was aware. <laughs> but you knew about it? I wasn't sure if you had heard or not. <laughs> But ever since my pops has gotten home from the hospital, it's been like every day my brother and myself have to take him to doctor's appointments because that's Mm -hmm. how it fucking works. They monitor the shit out of you after you get a transplant. So we've been taking As if something large happened. (laughs) Yeah. Or like life threatening. (laughs) So we've been taking turns driving him to and from appointments and we also both have full time fucking day jobs and families. So it's been a little stressful. And this week, my dad went to an appointment, and he found out that he gets to drive again. <gasps> what? Yeah, they cleared him to drive, so. Oh, my gosh. It's been, like, friggin' 12 weeks or something like that since his transplant, so he's allowed to drive again. I bet he's so pumped. Oh, he's stoked, because he's finally to the point where he's like, I want to go do things. Like, I feel good now. Yeah. I'm ready, so. He's got to take his lady out. Yeah, so we're all excited. I mean, obviously, I'm still going to be there to help him. It's not like, later, Dad, yeah. you know. Peace out. Glad you're healthy. Yeah. Good. Good job. Bye. Something like that. But it's just a little bit less stress on my plate to know that he can go to the fucking grocery store if he has to. That's awesome. I know. Isn't that crazy? Think about like not being able to go get groceries. No. I... The lady at my work can't drive right now, and she has to, like, oh, my son's going to take me to Sprouts, blah, 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 because I don't have any food for the week. And I'm like, Jesus. That just sounds like you have to plan ahead so much. And that's what she's saying, too. It's like you have to plan really hard because if you don't have food, like, it's not like you can just pop out and go to the grocery store. I know. And do you know how often I just pop out to get, like, some fucking hot Cheetos or some shit? Exactly. I wouldn't survive. That shit's rough. I couldn't handle it. No. No. So, anyway, so our life is slowly getting back to normal. And I'm excited. Yay! Yay! I'm happy for him, and I'm sure that he's way happy to have his freedom back. A I can, little slice of it, anyway. I cannot wait for you to see him. It's crazy. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see him. I hope he's running marathons. He jogs up to me. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sup? Bye. <laughs> Sup? I was just away. running. 
Well, it's funny to see him play with my son and stuff because he does like the like crouch down fake run to chase him. You yeah. know, like, ah, I'm going to get you. That yeah. thing. And that's not something he could ever do before. He Aww. couldn't even like, you know, take a couple steps without being out of breath. So it's so cool to see him play and chase that's my awesome. son around. Yeah. It's super awesome. We're very lucky. I'm yeah. excited. Woo! Well, that's a him. good goddamn. That's a good goddamn. <laughs> Give me your goddamn, Aaron. Well, at work we have this garage door that rolls up and <laughs> as they tend to do. Yeah, some of them do. But it's like a, a chain that's on a loop that you like pull the chain or whatever and then the garage door goes up and then you like hook it and that's how it stays up or down or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Well, there's this kid that I work with, and by kid I mean he's a guy, but <laughs> he's younger than me, so he's a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I've told him, I don't know, probably like a thousand fucking times <laughs> that you can't pull it all the way up because if you pull it all the way up, the garage door, like the fucking rolly part gets stuck up in oh, the mechanism somehow yeah. and then I can't get it down. And I have had to, there's a gym like two doors down and I've had to go there and be like, hey, sorry to play the fucking damsel in distress here, but <laughs> I can't get this shit down. Like, Can one of you strong... Yeah. Yeah. strapping men strapping me. young men can yeah. help me and they're like this fucking bitch right because yeah. they just want to do their workout like no one just wants to be interrupted by yeah. this my and battery's dead yeah exactly god i've been the damsel in distress too many times recently <laughs> and uh well he's also a track coach this guy that i work with is also a track coach and he leaves for his second job at two and uh -huh. i leave at four so, so he had rolled up the door the fucking broken door yeah which is fine if you fucking open it right. Yeah. So he opened the door. I didn't watch him do it, but I trust that I've told him a thousand fucking times on how to do it so he knows how to do it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you can see where this fucking story is going. <laughs> so then he leaves for track, and then a couple hours later, I'm ready to leave leave my work for my life, uh -huh. and I go to roll it down, and it's fucking stuck up there. <laughs> Holy shit. I raged so hard. If he had been there, I would have stabbed him in the goddamn neck. I was <laughs> so mad because I've told him a thousand fucking times. And then no one was there. There was no guys at the gym. Oh, there was shit. none of the car guys weren't there. There was literally no one there. I There are no women that work around me. I know I sound like I'm being sexist and only asking men for help. But literally, there are no women that work around me. I would have asked them too. <laughs> there's just no one. <laughs> yeah, there's just literally no one around me. So I have to get this little fucking like white lawn chair, you know, that we have. And <laughs> Very I go, sturdy. OSHA yeah. approved. Super sturdy. It's only been out in the sun for like, I don't know, 47 years. So it's ready <laughs> it's to fucking crack. <laughs> yeah. And I have to stand on that to reach the fucking top thing, the mechanism or whatever it is. And I'm trying to pull it down. There's dead spiders and dead roly polies <laughs> everywhere. Gross. But I have to grab it. Like yeah. there's nothing else. Yeah no way around it so i'm grabbing it and then i'm fucking jumping off the chair to try and use my body weight to like pull <laughs> this thing down i'm sure it looks absolutely ridiculous like a fucking pirate yeah, yeah. Just, got it and uh i had a long screwdriver that i was using as a pry tool which my dad would be pretty upset about <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to jimmy this it's like an accident waiting to happen seriously yeah it was pretty bad i eventually got it down but my rage hadn't subsided yet and no so, i'd be pissed too yeah i went to deliver the stuff to the shop and my boss was there and i was like i'm gonna fucking kill him like <laughs> i've told him so many times i'm gonna fucking kill him and he's like wait till friday because we're really busy <laughs> don't kill him yet. yeah i was like i don't like, think hey, my rage can you fix long. the goddamn door yeah right well i mean i guess it's just the landlord but still oh that's know. true huh yeah 
but that was my fucking goddamn. Oh, I was goddamn. stuck for like ten minutes. That's I the could worst not get that when shit you're down. just ready to go too. Like I'd like to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I leave at four, no. so I didn't get out of there until like four fifteen or something. Because yeah. I was like all packed up, ready to go, and then let me just close the garage door. It's literally the last thing I have to do other than set the alarm. Oh my nope. god. I was pissed. What a shit show. Yeah. So I told him about it the next day. I was like, um, by the way, you were lucky that you weren't here because I would have fucking killed you. And I told him all about it. He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was going to like spray paint on the door. Like, Daniel's not allowed to use this because he's stupid. Like, <laughs> but I didn't. And I made it. And it was fine. But I don't know. Hormones really got me that day. <laughs> He's going to do it again, isn't he? <laughs> he is going to do it again. But you know what? He's there alone these two days. So I hope he fucking deals with that. Uh, he'll learn his lesson. Yeah. Oh, shit. But Patty, the lady that works with me, uh-huh. uh, she was there, but she can't do anything. Yeah. She's safer if you get up on the brittle chair with a screwdriver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you might was... bounce back. <laughs> yeah, I'll bounce back from it. It'll be fine. It's just a puncture wound. <laughs> yeah, in your lung. Yeah, right. No big deal. Well, she can't drive, but she can call the police or ambulance. (laughs) Ambulance. (laughs) Ambulance. (laughs) So. Well, shit, man. That's a little, uh, you know. Rage inducing. Yeah. (laughs) I was pretty darn upset about it. As if you're already not, like, fucking pissed at work all the time. Exactly. No one wants to be at work. Don't make me stuck there. Because, like, what was I? What could I do? I couldn't leave. Yeah. The whole roll-up doors open. Every expensive thing we own. Yeah, exactly. All of the things. Someone just pull up a truck. You'll be fine. Well. All right. People. Welcome to episode 25. 25? Yeah. Is it? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Every time I'm, like, shocked by the number, which I shouldn't be, but I yeah. forget by the time this rolls around. That's a quarter of a of a fucking hundred. hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say century, and I was like, we have not been doing this for a hundred years. <laughs> no way. We haven't even been doing it for one year. <laughs> and when we hit, like, 75, we've been doing it for, like, a quarter of a year. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Is no. Is true? No. 52 is a year. There's 52 weeks in a year. Oh, you're right. I was thinking days in a year. Mm, that's silly <laughs> that's silly we don't do one of these every day no 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 i can't edit that fast i would have to quit my day job oh my god and then we wouldn't have anything fucking interesting to talk about yeah <laughs> it's pretty sketchy now <laughs> i'd be just talking about my cat's asshole <laughs> all right tell me a story about a lovely lady murder we already did that song we gotta yep. pick a different one it's because that's the old that's the song that brought us together it is <laughs> Well, mine is affectionately called the Beltane Celebration. Oh, it's a celebration. Yeah. Of life? (gasps) Yes, actually, that's what the Beltane Celebration is. It's a celebration of life. It's honoring life. It's a Celtic, I guess it'd be like a holiday, but it's... Holiday. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate. It's a Wiccan Rite of Spring. So like the Wiccan of spring. Yeah, the Wiccans are like, let's bring in the spring with this celebration. You know, I feel like rite of passage is a thing, but not rite of spring. Mm, Why can't spring be a passage? Well, but it's like you've earned it, right? Like you're this old. It's a rite of passage to be this old and get this party. But the time has passed in order to make you that old. Time has passed in order to make spring spring. come around. Does each person (laughs) get a spring? Like this is my spring. This I've is earned this right of spring. Um, I don't know. But you have all earned the right of spring. No, motherfucker. The earth has rotated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm probably offending a lot of people. I'm just, you know. It's I don't like the term Also holiday. known as the May Day. Oh, like, yeah. I've heard of May Day. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's that. <laughs> 
Oh, that's <laughs> fine. That's you should have led with that. <laughs> the same thing. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've heard of Mayday. <laughs> Good. Glad we're on the same page. So, this takes place in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A L B U Q U E R Q U E. Nailed it. <laughs> in March of 2010. So, Angela Sanford was a lady in New Mexico. She was the youngest of seven kids, and she kind of struggled with mental illness. Mm-hmm. But according to her sister, she just pretty much lacked common sense. Oh, that's that was her mental illness? Yeah. I know a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So she was 30, and she went to a casino, and she met a man named Joel Leva, who was 52. Okay. Joel was a married man, and he had three adult sons. And Angela apparently asked him to meet her at the Sandia Foothills at a trailhead to celebrate the Wiccan Rite of Spring the Mm. next week. This sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, Meet me in the middle of fucking nowhere, because we have to celebrate the Rite of Spring. Yeah, to this guy that you just met at a casino. Yeah, that's weird. This is real weird. Yeah. So... I already explained what the Beltane, what the celebration was. Um, But from everything that I could find, it's just like a party. It's not like a scary ritual or anything. Yeah. It's a fun, happy day. They're like, yay, thank you. Yeah. And they celebrate life and fertility and spring and all that kind of shit. Fertility? Yeah. Because like spring. Yeah. Puppies are doing it. Well, I guess puppies aren't. Dogs are. Rabbits. (laughs) Making puppies. (laughs) Rabbits making puppies. (laughs) So, according to Joel's wife, he would go out of his way to help people, even if he had just met them. So, to me, it's kind of unclear why he had agreed to meet up with her yeah. for this celebration. Because, like, you don't know this lady. And, and she's it's like, not helping her. Unless she's like, help me carry this big old box. Well, that's kind of... Because that was something that his wife was had said about him or whatever after this incident that I'll tell you about. Um, <laughs> so, that kind of makes me think that she wasn't like, let's go celebrate this thing she maybe lured him there yeah under like oh my car is stuck i don't know whatever the fuck it might be right i need help in some way yeah i need help in some way okay because he like i said he's a married man like i don't think any married man would just be like oh a party in the middle of nowhere with the lady that i just met like yeah fucking let's go unless you're like going to cheat but he didn't sound like that kind of guy okay so that's all just speculation though as far as anything that we know which is only according to her was that they were going to go celebrate this thing okay Either way, they meet up at the trailhead, and then we're going to take a cut to a witness was hiking and noticed Angela hiding behind some boulders. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, the fuck? The fuck is going on here? <laughs> and she tried to stay real still so that, like, he wouldn't see her, <laughs> like he was a T-Rex or something. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, it's not moving anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I thought that was movement, but I guess not. It's just a person-shaped boulder behind that boulder. <laughs> <laughs> and he made eye contact with her, and so she was like, dang, and came out from behind this rock. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was only dressed in her underwear, and she told the guy that she had been raped. Oh. And so they called the police from his cell phone. Mm-hmm. So then in her statement to police, Angela said that she had met joel that day and he had bound her hands and made inappropriate sexual gestures to her just the gestures yeah like uh, uh, get you like making the whack off motion like uh. yeah <laughs> like the squeezy your boobies motion yeah. <laughs> inappropriate sexual gestures <laughs> 
So then she said that he took a dagger that she had, and she was afraid that he was going to rape her. Okay. So she came up with a plan that she was going to seduce him. Okay. Yeah. But he's going to rape you. But she was like, no, I'm going to seduce him, pretend I'm into it, and then, like, get away, right? Okay. So she was able to slip out of the binds that he had on her wrists, apparently. Okay. Allegedly, I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. And she got him to lay on his back, and she took off her clothes, straddled him, and then stabbed him with her dagger three times in the stomach area. Oh! That's, that's according to her. Not three the times. Stomach? Stomach, yeah. So then she fled, and that's when the witness found her. And she was just hiding behind a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple of things wrong she with that. She wasn't, like, flagging him down, like, what the fuck? No, exactly. Yeah. And here's, like, that's one of the things that's wrong with that. Yeah. So one of the things that immediately stands out to police is that Joel, he had been stabbed 13 times. Jesus Christ. In the head, neck, and torso. Ew. Not, not even the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess torso. But yeah, not three true. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So then a witness found her clothing neatly folded near Joel's naked body. Oh, let me just fold my goddamn laundry before I get raped. Exactly. Yeah, that's stupid. And, like, he was all the way naked. You didn't mention that, you know? Oh. So then none of the witnesses on the trail that day heard screams or any cries for help or anything, and no one saw her running from the scene. Like, this guy just saw her crouching behind a boulder, like, yeah. oh shit, hope he doesn't see me. So that's yeah. pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah, you would yell if something like that was happening. Yeah, or like, hey, no, stop. Or if you were, like, Don't. stabbing out of, like, ah, to, like... Yeah. You know, fucking self-defense, you'd be yelling as you did that, too, because you're not... It's like you're psyching yourself up, like, ah, oh my God. God. Yeah, like, your war cry. Can you imagine, like, silently stabbing someone? It's so creepy. It's like psychopathic stuff. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So then she eventually tells police that they had met a week prior, and they were going up there to celebrate Beltane with some ceremony, but that's when he tried to rape her and stuff, and so then the rest of it happened, right? Uh-huh. She ended up pleading no contest to second-degree murder, which, in my understanding, and Google's, <laughs> according to google according to google is that second degree murder means that it wasn't planned okay but everything i read the police believe that she had planned it because yeah. of where it took place i guess you couldn't see it from like the trail or anything so it's like this real secluded area yeah the dagger that she had with her was called an athame i don't know if i'm saying that right Ooh. which is a wiccan dagger used in rituals for stabbing no (laughs) it's not for stabbing and the wiccans actually came out and were like we don't fucking do that shit that's not cool man you're giving us a bad name yeah but it's like a holy item to them i guess or a sacred item okay so then she had inconsistencies regarding the ceremony that she was gonna claim to be performing yeah the another one where they were gonna celebrate without murder (laughs) yeah that one uh i think it's still weird that it's like a celebration of spring let's go out to this trailhead by the way no one else is gonna be there it's just you and i celebrating like what are you gonna do to celebrate yeah which makes me think like is this isn't that's not what she had planned like yeah that's not what you told me that's not, tell him what you told me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound like a party with just two people no it sounds kind of weird it sounds like a murder plot it does sound like a murder she, plot. Like, doing a sacrifice so then the most kind of damning thing to me anyway was that she had his phone number saved in her phone as sacrifice (laughs) stop it stop (laughs) it what an idiot yeah what an idiot sounds like no no no. it's sacrifice 
<laughs> <Es sacrifici. laughs> She's like, that's, I thought that's what he said his name was. <laughs> Joel, sacrifice, you know. How can you meet someone and label them literally sacrifice in your phone? Yeah. Actually kind of funny. <laughs> if, if you're not going to do it. If you weren't going to murder someone. <laughs> like if one day I saw my name in your phone was sacrifice. <laughs> I'd be like, you've been waiting sac- this whole time. Like human sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, so shit. It all sounds pretty premeditated. Yeah. But maybe that's all they could get her to plead to, like without going to trial, maybe. Okay. That was my thought on why it would be second degree instead of first. Okay, okay. So they went for the lesser because they're like, all right. Like she's admitting to this I and we can't don't have to drag the whole family. I premeditated it. Yeah. Exactly. So then she got 20 years in prison, which was the maximum penalty that she could get. For stabbing someone? Well, technically. second degree. Okay. Yeah. Technically, she got 15 years for second-degree murder and five years for aggravating factors that she acknowledged the prosecution could prove, which... Aggravating factors? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Well, one of the aggravating factors is that she had his number in her phone as sacrifice. That is pretty aggravating. (laughs) I assume it just means, like, but this. Yeah, but this fucks up your story. You got me. (laughs) Oh... But look at all my other phone numbers that aren't named human sacrifice. Yeah, just one. (laughs) Come on. So then she had posted on her MySpace page that it's commonly believed that serial killers cannot stop because their compulsion is so strong that they're literally addicted to murder. That Uh, has technically nothing to do with the case, but it's creepy and like... It's weird. An odd thing to post. Well, probably because it's MySpace. Yeah, that's true. That's when all the emo ladies were (laughs) posting their emo thoughts. Do you think she had some like cool wallpaper? Oh, absolutely. It was like Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Plays My Chemical Romance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So then... That was my MySpace page. (laughs) Just without the murder fucking yeah, quotes. They were just lyrics. <laughs> describing all of ours. <laughs> so Wiccans have come out against Angela and said that they don't do any type of blood sacrifices. Good. And that the knife that she used, or the dagger, isn't for sacrificing. It's a sacred item, which I told you. Yeah. Um, the other knife is for sacrifices. <laughs> yeah, that's not, our, that's not our sacrificing knife. That's not the one we use. That would be stupid. It's a dagger. <laughs> that's a dagger. That's for blood promises. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what they use the knife for other than uh, but I not, don't know either. Not for blood sacrifices. So then that's pretty much it. That's the end of my story. Well, I shit. just found one other fun fact that I would like to share is that I found a website page that Angela wrote from prison. Oh. <laughs> that says it's it's kind of like a pen pal site, I guess. Okay. And she gives a little bio about herself and asks for people to write her. But what oh God, I thought was like, <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, I should show her the podcast. <laughs> but no, that's probably a really bad idea. I don't yeah. want to get sacrificed. No. So what I thought was kind of the weirdest thing on there was at the very end, she wrote, maybe if I'm lucky, I'll dream of your words before they're written. So what? <laughs> so what? maybe she thinks she's a psychic or like a witch. Or maybe it's a song lyric. What the fuck? <laughs> I just don't know. On an unrelated note, I just read a meme that was like, I'm on my smartphone all day, and I never dream of it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Like, it's never in my dreams. That's so this weird. bitch isn't going to dream about our words. <laughs> no, she's probably not. She might, though, if she's, like, psychic. <laughs> maybe. She's apparently, or she was a practicing Wiccan. Yeah. I don't know if Wiccans have powers. And I don't think so. So I had a friend who was Wiccan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she still is. I actually lost touch with her, but 
and then I got back in touch with her and now I've lost touch with her. <laughs> it's <laughs> in and out of touch. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> but uh, I remember in high school, I would come over and we would do like, not like seances, but kind of seances. Because I did like a lot of fucking seances and shit in my younger years. But the shit was like, oh, she yeah. had like a salt circle and you put something to the east, the west, the south, the north and everything. And you like called to the winds and you said these little chants and yeah. fucking throw a raven's call claw in the middle. She had rose hips. Every time we would go to do those, because I had that neighbor too. Not uh-huh. the same one, but yeah. I also had a neighbor who was into Wiccan stuff. And uh-huh. she had like a Wiccan book and you like let's go do these spells or whatever and it'd be like you need a raven's claw and i'm like where are we gonna find that oh we don't have any of this no this friend had everything because her mom was like into it too yeah. and so they, it was such an eccentric house and it was so fun all the time because obviously i'm like super interested and fucking down in a hot minute to do any of it <laughs> we even did like ouija board and shit which is why i don't ouija board anymore <laughs> yeah which i still have and i'm willing to do because no. i never had bad experiences no we're not fucking ouija boarding we could do everything else i'm not ouija boarding that shit <sighs> <sighs> fine <laughs> but yeah it was like super interesting and i remember like doing it and being like okay cool whatever and then because we had to do it at night. And it was like on a certain day. I don't even know what we we're doing. But she was like calling the winds. And it got windy. And I was like, I'm sure that's just coincidence. But I think I want to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she very much specified like, okay, we're going to make a salt circle. But you have to stay inside the circle at all times. And I was like, oh, but why? <laughs> Is there something outside the circle? Yeah. Can you tell me what we're doing? <laughs> don't you like if you step out of it, then you've broken it. And then like demons and shit can get you or whatever. Listen, I don't even know. That you're calling. I don't even know. I don't either. I don't remember. But I did not break it. <laughs> I'm not a Wiccan scientist. And then there was a lot of candles. It was fun. I would like to do that again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it all sounds very interesting to you me. You and I are not qualified for it, though. We'd be giggling the whole time. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that I could call to any type of... Um, winds. Yeah, winds are like spiritual beings or godly forms yeah, or anything. like Mother with, Nature. Yeah, with like any kind of straight face. No, and you have to like believe it, right, when you're doing it? I think that's the point. It's like Santa. Like if you stop believing in it, then it doesn't happen. Yeah, because I believe in a lot of shit. Yeah. But I don't know if I believe in the wind god. I don't believe <laughs> Whatever. in, like, anything. So. <laughs> I'm a very cynical person. I'm a very cynical person. I would like to. Yeah. I would like to. I would like to be able to be like, oh, fucking call to the winds, and then winds come. I want like, powers. I want to be able to shoot fire out of my hands. I want to pee out of my belly button. <laughs> I'm just going to let you sit in that one. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be legit. I don't think that I would ever have a need for that. <laughs> I mean, if you could pee out of your belly button and fly. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like a bird, I'd just be peeing on everybody. I guess it's like literally dudes. <laughs> yeah. Would if they your, wanted to pee out of their belly button, they could. Would your pee from your belly button shoot out like a stream or would it just dribble down your Oh, I'm crotch? thinking like a stream. Like a patoo, 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 patoo. Like oh, okay. I feel like the end would still get messy though. Probably. I have a very strong peer. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's like a fire hose out of your belly button. <laughs> and then it just stops. It doesn't dribble. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'd use it for only good. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly wouldn't fly over my ex's house. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, goddamn, that was an interesting-ass story. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, now that we've severely gotten off topic, are you ready for my murder story? I'm so ready. <laughs> All right. Give it to me, girl. All right, here it comes. Mine is about Charles Morgan, who lived in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And <gasps> we've been there. <laughs> yeah, I used to live there. That's where my husband's family's from. It is. That's where you're, you just went. It is. 
This is about 93-year-old Charles Morgan, who was a husband and a father, and he lived in Tucson, Arizona in 1997. That's weird. I just told you, almost told you the wrong year. He was 93? He was 39. Am I just fucking up all my numbers? Yeah. I was like, damn, this guy's old as fuck. (laughs) Is this even worth Uh, a podcast? (laughs) Are you sure he didn't just die? (laughs) There's no mystery. (laughs) Oh, fuck. No, I'm sorry. He was 39 years old. Okay. And he was a husband and a father, Arizona, 1977. All right. Charles had owned a successful escrow company that he, like, brought up on his own. And by all accounts, he was considered a great father and a businessman. A very great businessman. He was very successful. On March 22nd of 1977, Charles, a.k.a. Chuck, Mm. call me Chuck, (laughs) he leaves his home to go drop off his daughters at school. And after he drops off his daughters, he... I guess he goes to, like, a payphone or some shit to, like, call his work to be like, oh, I'll be in in a little bit. I just have to go do this thing real quick. And then he goes missing. Okay. <laughs> he just vanishes. Well, I wonder if he was, like, running late or if it was normal for him to call or if that was a distressed call. I don't know. I get It didn't set, like, on his end, it wasn't a distressed sounding call. It was like, hey, sorry, I'm running late. I'll be in in a little bit. But payphone is interesting. That would be a pain in the ass. I would just keep driving until I got to work. So it makes yeah. me think he had to stop for something. Yeah. And he was calling to be like, hey, I'm running late. But yeah. He didn't say what he was stopping for. Because I would, I would just keep driving like you said. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to stop for longer to call you. Yeah. I'd rather just get there and then be like, sorry, I had car trouble or whatever the fuck it was. Exactly. Okay. So on the third day of his disappearance, Chuck just randomly walks back into his home where his wife, oh. Ruth, is living (laughs) Uh (laughs) i'm not sure what she was doing existing i imagine she was standing in the kitchen but that's a very sexist imagination that is was she also doing the dishes you bitch (laughs) i imagine she's making an apple pie to keep herself busy no one makes apple pie when they're grieving what like chocolate chip cookies yeah brownies brownies she's turning double ice cake (laughs) either way she's busy away living her life without her husband for three days he walks in and uh she claims that he what comes in missing a shoe Mm-hmm. And he had a plastic handcuff around one of his ankles. What? And he had his hands tied together with a zip tie. Okay. He was unable to speak. I don't know if he lost his voice or what, but he wasn't able to communicate. So he had to use a pen and a paper to communicate mm-hmm. with Ruth. And so he wrote down on the paper that he had been kidnapped and tortured and that a hallucinogenic drug had been painted on his throat. What? So he couldn't talk. And I was like, inside your throat, outside your throat. A hallucinogenic drug. He claimed that the drug would drive him insane or kill him if he ingested it. So does that mean it's outside? So then he, like, couldn't open his mouth? I don't know. It just said that he couldn't talk. Like, he had no voice. That's weird. I don't get it. Okay. It's fucking weird as hell. And who paints hallucinogenic drugs on people? They're Who's not just liquid. wasting their good hallucinogens on... Well, that doesn't sound so good if it kills victim. you or makes you go insane. <laughs> well. <laughs> I just don't understand that part. Semantics. <laughs> so, Chuck instructs Ruth to move his car so that, quote unquote, they, his abductors, don't know that he had returned home. But Where like, else is he going to fucking go? Also, had Ruth called the police at this point yet? <laughs> no, she didn't. Did they know that he was missing? 
Oh, was he a yeah, missing yeah. person? He was a missing person. I think he was a missing person. Actually, I did not write that down, so I don't really know. I'm assuming she filed a missing persons report. Uh huh. But she didn't call the police after he returned because he kept saying, "Do not call the police. It's really dangerous. Like the people who abducted me will put a hit out on you and the family if they know that the police are involved." Oh God. Okay. And also, I was thinking she- he told her to move her car, but like, how the fuck did you drive if your hands were zip tied? They well, must have been zip tied like in this. front. Yeah, like in front of you. But how fucking effective is that if you're kidnapping someone? Why would you zip tie their hands in front of them? Why would you leave their keys nearby? <laughs> yeah. Let me I have those all on me. <laughs> well, I painted that hallucinogenic drug on his throat, so. Yeah, not on your hands, though. So. <laughs> so. Also, a plastic handcuff on his ankle? Yeah, isn't that weird? So, like a kid's handcuff? That's what I was thinking. Like, like a the fake ones? Yeah, like old sheriff's one. You know, sheriff? toys. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you push a little button and it slides off. Exactly. Anyway, so I guess it took Ruth a week to nurse Chuck back to health because he had to, like, be spoon-fed with an eyedropper. I guess that's This motherfucker sounds fed. like he's just milking it. <laughs> I don't feel good. I don't know. Oh, it hurts. With an eyedropper? Bitch, use a spoon. Yeah. So maybe he couldn't open his mouth. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wash it off. Yeah. Did he Did he so, consider a bath? <laughs> it's not, like, water-soluble. <laughs> yeah. He's soap, it's, though. Usually, Dawn fights grease. <laughs> Should have saved baby ducks. Yeah. Uh, so it could also save middle-aged men with hallucinogens on their throats. <laughs> Maybe you need, like, a counteractive drug, you know, to, like... Oh, the like antidote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> antidote. <laughs> he didn't have that, though. They didn't leave that by the keys. No, 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 no. That was somewhere else. I don't believe this guy's story, in case he didn't get that. It's <laughs> fucking weird, right? So anyway, she feeds him with an eyedropper, nurses him back to health, and eventually he gets his voice back and he's able to talk. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what happened? And he's like, nothing. What do you mean? What the fuck happened? Yeah. So I guess Chuck began to kind of hint at the fact that he had maintained a secret identity and worked on, as an agent with the federal government. Ugh, with the, the government? F- the government cheese? <laughs> uh, he worked as an agent for the federal government to help fight against organized crime. But he didn't, like, come out and say all this. He just hinted at it. And he he kept saying like the less that you know about me and my life the better for you and the kids like i don't want to tell you too much because it's going to get you killed Mm -hmm. so this is like what she put together from all of the little hints that he dropped okay so he was working for the government yeah in organ like to fight organized crime which i guess was a huge thing in tucson in 1977 the mafia who knew okay so actually there is a little thing about this and i don't think i wrote it down because i was like it sounds too smart for my brain but (laughs) in arizona i guess it was the only state in the 70s where like you could buy property and i forget what it's called but basically you didn't have to like tie your name to that property so you could own as much land or whatever and it would be yours but there wasn't like a legal purchase in your name of you owning that land and it's documented Huh. So, like, the mafia would come there, and they could buy a bunch of fucking land and kind of live off the grid, so to speak. Yeah. Sounds like how I'm sure there's is. a lot more smart shit to that, but I barely fucking understand what an escrow company does. So, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so, after the kidnapping, Chuck began to get more and more paranoid, obviously, because he had been fucking kidnapped and escaped, supposedly. Mm-hmm. He began wearing a bulletproof vest everywhere he went, and he would always drive his girls to and from school. And he told the school that he was only, he was to be the only one to pick the girls up. So if anyone else showed up, they wouldn't be allowed. It would only be him. And he would like drop them off late and pick them up early. Like, like to avoid crowds or whatever. Yeah. To avoid someone like snatching his girls up. So they were never like not busy. All right. So 
I guess at some point he even talked to his dad and he told his dad that if anything had ever happened to him, there was a note that explained everything and who was responsible for his initial disappearance. So he knew who was responsible for it. Yeah, he knew. Well, I mean, he escaped. He had been kidnapped. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But as a person who supposedly works for the government, you think that you'd be like, hey, guys, remember how I work for you? Can you please protect me now? Yeah. Like, isn't this the other part of your job? (laughs) Right? I don't know. I don't know how that fucking government work goes. Yeah, government work. It's probably like you have a security guard, but the security guard's like, ugh, I'm just so tired today. Can you go talk to HR? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, fuck, man, I'm on my own. Anyway, so two months after his kidnapping... Chuck vanishes again. Oh, goddamn. Nine days into his... Uh, Do they get to look at the note now? They don't ever talk about finding a note. Okay. Well, they kind of do. I'll get to that. All right. Okay, so nine days into his disappearance, an unidentified woman called his wife, Chuck's wife, Ruth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she said, Chuck is all right. Ecclesiastics 12, verse 1 through 8. Oh. And I am going to read you that passage because... What the fuck? That's all she said. And then she, like, hung up the phone. Okay. We gonna get all biblical up in here? I'm about to bring you motherfuckers Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So that verse reads, and bear with me, it isn't too long, but it's pretty fucking poetic (laughs) because it's from the goddamn Bible. Remember your creators in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain. When the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those looking through the windows grow dim, when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of the grinding fades, when people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint, when people are afraid of heights and of danger in the streets, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along, Jesus Christ, and desire no longer is stirred. That was one fucking sentence. Reading the Bible is so goddamn confusing. Oh, my God. Like, it's just all run-on sentences. Talk about a run-on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. Remember him before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the well, and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, say the teacher. Everything is meaningless. Uh, what the fuck? Well, I've never heard that passage before. <laughs> yeah, it's not very, like, super It's not very Bible-y. nice. But it's basically about, like, aging, right? Like, yeah, and, like, it kind of seems like life is pointless. Like, it's all going to (laughs) end. Like, uh, fuck all this shit. Yeah, when the day ends, when the people stop, when the doors close, like, all this shit, and then it's all meaningless. I feel like this should be the um, lyrics to, like, a metal band. Like an emo song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then it's, like, remember your creator, basically, right? Remember God. Yeah. Um. Which is still weird to me if you're saying, like, oh, no, he's fine. And then you give me this and be like, uh, but is he going to be fine? <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He remembers his creator. <laughs> yeah. Super weird, right? Okay. Sorry. It was kind of long. And fucking Bible verses are hard to read. They are really hard to read. Because they're run-on sentences. <laughs> yeah. That was two sentences. It <laughs> was like 45 seconds. Oh, man. Okay. So two days after that phone call, Chuck's body was found <gasps> in the desert. Oh, no. With a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Oh, my God. With a bullet from his own three fifty seven Magnum. Jesus. Which was laying right beside him. That was Clint Eastwood's gun. Was it? Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. I guess the bullet had traveled through his head and settled between his teeth. Did he bite the bullet? I don't know. <laughs> his last act. <laughs> cut, cut it. Cut it. I don't know. Jesus or Christ. Or if it was just, though. like, behind his teeth or something. Ugh. Also... 
in the car. I thought this was really fucking weird. His tooth was like wrapped up in a tissue or a handkerchief inside of his car. Just a tooth from his mouth. Maybe they like hit him and it fell out. And then he was like, I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> wrap it up real quick. Hang on. Put it back in. Stop well, it's hitting covered in blood. You got to wrap it up in something. You don't oh. want to just put that in your pocket. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he was also wearing a bulletproof vest. Wait, you said he was found in his car? He was found next to his car. Okay. I don't know that it was in his car. I think I read that he was on the ground next to his car. Okay. He was wearing a bulletproof vest and also in his car. A lot car. of good that does you when you get shot in the head. Fucking right, man. You need a helmet. <laughs> uh, in his car, there was also a note that had the directions to the crime scene in his handwriting. So, like, somebody had told him to go there and he wrote directions on how to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also a pair of sunglasses in his car that weren't his. Ooh. So maybe the killers. I don't know. Like women's sunglasses or something. Yeah. Fucking. That's me as a killer, though. Like, I leave my sunglasses everywhere. I'd, that'd be the one fucking thing. If you ever see some, like, freebie Bud Light sunglasses laying around a murdered body, my bad. <laughs> I did not murder that person. They just <laughs> fell off my head. Right. Also, the gun had no v- fingerprints on it. Mm. It was, like, void of even his fingerprints. Ooh, so it was wiped down. Yep. What's more odd is that Chuck had clipped a $2 bill to his underwear. That's weird. And on- <laughs> is that lucky? <laughs> I have no clue. But on the bill were seven Spanish surnames that were listed in alphabetical order. Okay. And they all went, like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, that's how the names went. Oh. It wasn't just like, oh, we put them in, like, in literal in alphabetical alphabet. order. It's like they it all like happened to start with that Alvarez, order. Bianco. Yeah, exactly. Also on the $2 bill was that Ecclesiastics 12 was written on there. And then... The verse, whole thing? Well, no, no, no. Like, oh, just the, the He wrote Ecclesiastics passage. 12 and then had arrows pointing to the one in the eight that was on the serial number of the dollar bill to say, like, verses one through eight. Oh, and Interesting. yeah, I'll put a picture of it on our website. Wow. But that's the same verse as, as the fucking the, yeah, random the caller. Yeah. And on the back of that bill, the signers of the Declaration of Independence were numbered one through seven. I don't know what the fuck that means, but he numbered them one through seven. And a crude map was drawn that showed several roads between Tucson and the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And two of the towns that were marked on that bill were... Robles Junction and Sassabee. I probably am fucking them up. But anyway. Sassafras Street. Yeah. But both of those towns are known for drug smuggling. Okay. Was it ever... Well, I guess you might get to this, but if you don't, uh-huh. this is my question and I'll cut this out. Um, <laughs> was it ever confirmed that he worked for the government? It was never confirmed nor denied or anything. Hmm. Like okay. nothing ever popped up that confirmed mm-hmm. that. But I don't know that they do that even once they die. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I figure, like, work for the government could mean anything as far as, like, I was a postal worker. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I think he was, like, an undercover agent is supposedly what he's saying he was. I see. Yeah, yeah, So, like, they wouldn't never admit to that. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, I was thinking, you know how you said, did they ever find the note? Mm Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe that was his note. Oh, the $2 bill? But talk about a fucking cryptic-ass note. Can you leave a key? What the fuck are you talking about? Can you write sentences? Yeah. I I don't want to try and decipher shit. (laughs) I don't want to solve a puzzle. Yeah. Trying to solve a murder. (laughs) I mean, I would definitely try and solve a cipher, though. I think that would be fun. Like the Zodiac thing? Yeah. I've tried multiple times. I suck at it. Yeah. I would have been that little old lady that solved it. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe when we get older, we can solve that kind of shit. Exactly. sit around solving old mysteries. Yeah. We just got to wait for another creepy ass serial killer to come around with yeah. ciphers i'm sure there's a bunch out there yeah 
So, two days after Chuck's death, that anonymous woman who called Ruth, she called the Pima County Sheriff's Department and said that her nickname was Green Eyes. She never gave, like, her real name, but she gave, like, a code name, mm-hmm. Green Eyes. And she claimed that she had met Chuck at a local motel shortly before he was killed. Mm-hmm. And I guess when they met up he showed her a briefcase containing several thousand dollars and said that this money was going to buy him out of a gang contract that had put a like a hit on his life oh shit so he was basically gonna pay off his hitman yeah and here is the fucking meat and potatoes of every one of my goddamn stories uh-huh despite all of this the authorities ruled Chuck Morgan's death a suicide. <gasps> what? A fucking course. <laughs> Every time. A fucking course. Even though he was shot in the back of the head. And his fingerprints weren't even on his own gun. What? Yeah. How? Okay. Well, that, that makes me you. think that. Yeah. 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 That he worked for the government and they're covering that shit up. Yeah. So they ruled it a fucking suicide. Oh, so, my God. Obviously, no one thinks it's a suicide. Yeah. Three weeks after his death, two men claiming to be from the FBI go to Chuck's house and they tell Ruth that they have to go through the house. Like, oh God. they have some shit they have to find. I don't yeah. know. It's unclear if they found what the, whatever the fuck they were looking for, but they basically ransacked the house and left it, like, destroyed. Oh, my God. And when a reporter who had been following this case and later, like, was like, what the fuck ever happened to this? He started, like, digging into shit. Mm-hmm. And he contacted the FBI and they claimed to not even know who the fuck Chuck was. What? They were like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, we don't know about that case. Yeah. Those weren't our agents, basically. Yeah. So either they're, I mean, either they're covering something up mm-hmm. or more than likely it wasn't the FBI. Bum, 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 bum. Did she remember what they looked like or anything? Not uh, to like profile, but if he's trying to get away from like a cartel. Yeah. And they all have Mexican last names. Yeah. If they have like, I don't know, tattoos and teardrops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Agent Ramirez over here. <laughs> Looking has that cold heart stare <laughs> with his gold grill. I don't know. Uh, Diamonds in his teeth. He's she doesn't like describe what they look like or anything. But anyway, so that reporter was like turned fucking amateur detective. He later found out that Chuck was involved in money laundering activities through Ooh. his escrow company. Okay. Oops. And he also <laughs> was involved in large gold and platinum transactions. And he got, like, a shit ton of money through this business. Ooh. So he believed that he worked with organized crime. And it was even discovered that at some point a ton of this money came from Southeast Asia. I don't know how much fucking organized crime there is in Southeast Asia. All right. I was going to fucking Google it. But <laughs> but still, it's coming from... It's not just the border of Mexico. Yeah, that yeah. These accounts were coming in. And I guess uh, Chuck would keep duplicate records of all of these transactions and it's theorized that that's why he had a hit on him. Because remember I said, like, Arizona was known for, like, buying property and shit and your name being off the yeah. fucking government list or off the grid and or whatever. And then he's over there just collecting evidence. Well, yeah. And as the escrow company, they, like, take their money and hold it, right? Until yeah. you own the house. Isn't that what they do? Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. In escrow. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, mm. Not an adult. Never <laughs> or until house. you agree that you have bought the house and <laughs> then, like, you're fucking... Wells Fargo takes over the loan. (laughs) I don't know, man. Money changes hands. (laughs) And then, like, the escrow company are like, I will take the money, you give me the keys, and then you trade. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's They're like the middleman. Yeah, they're just the, they're like the PayPal. Yeah, so he knows, like, these people doing these transactions, and he was keeping records of them. And supposedly he had two records, sets of records of them, so it's theorized that that's why the FBI, quote unquote, broke into his house looking for these records, because they don't want certain people to know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense legal plans Hmm. so 
the theory is that there was a hit on his life because of these records, and he had planned to pay off his hitman. Instead of you killing me, I'll double the pay or whatever. Yeah. And you let me live. And so he goes to meet the hitman in the desert. I think that that cartels and, like, drug fucking smuggling places, they pay a lot of money. Or yeah. they might even have them on standby. Like I was just going to say, I think they life. are the hitmen. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think they hire hitmen. Yeah. Or if they do hire them, it's like, this guy is the, the hitman for our organization. Yeah. He just does what we say. Yeah. And we provide him, like, a home and his family and... Yeah. He lives a good life as long as he just murders people. Like, yeah. you can't double that. It's like the that. town executioner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't double that salary. So he was going to try to pay off the town executioner. What a dumb Supposedly, thing. this is a theory. Yeah. But, you know, and so he goes to meet the hitman in the desert to trade off the money. And, and the hitman was like, thank you for the money. I'm going to shoot you in the back exactly, of the head now. Exactly. Because that money was never found. That, like, thousands of dollars in his briefcase mm-hmm. or whatever. Did the lady ever come forward? No, not more than she did. Not more than green eyes? Yeah, not more than green eyes or anything. Like, she never personally came into the place or anything. Yeah, she probably the... wouldn't, though, because you'd be implicated in whatever. Yeah, she's probably a fucking spy, too. Yeah, or she wouldn't uh, give up her uh, identity identity and safety yeah, to, like, yeah. the drug people, because then they're going to come after her. Exactly. Huh. So, mysteriously enough, this, like, reporter, amateur detective who, like, dug up all this dirt mm-hmm. on Chuck's life... Is now dead. Close. Oh, God. He believes that there was a hit put on his life after uncovering all this. Oh, and God. And he believes that because the place that he worked at, a man was shot to death in his car <gasps> across the street from his business. Uh-huh. And the man looked like him and drove the exact same car as him. Oh, shit. So it's like he thinks that the hitman accidentally killed the wrong guy. Uh, fucking time to move and get a different job. Yeah. And change your name. <laughs> Also, God, that makes you not want to look like anybody. You don't know what anybody is into. Seriously, <laughs> like, it's just dangerous. We look like two standard fucking white chicks. Yeah, but we look the same, so if someone was trying to kill you... Well, I mean, I'll try not to do anything. <laughs> I, I also will try. Okay, as long as we have that packed, then I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you're the only person I resemble, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, the reporter was also contacted by a writer who lived in D.C. Writer or rider? Writer. Oh, okay. Right. Riding horses? <laughs> no, he's like, I ride. I'm a I ride. ride. I'm a ride or die kind of guy. Yeah. No, a writer from D.C. <laughs> okay. The District of Columbia. Ooh. <laughs> and he claimed that he had uncovered more info about those gold and platinum transactions. Oh, yeah. And he was going to meet and share the info with the reporter. Mm-hmm. But that ride, writer, <laughs> God damn it. God damn you for putting that on my head. <laughs> He mysteriously died before they could actually meet. Uh-oh. And all three of the murders remain unsolved to this day. I guess Chuck's, they say, is a suicide, so they're not, like, trying to solve it. But, but no one knows. And the guy that got shot in the car is the yeah. other murder. And yep. then this guy. Ooh, yeah. No one spooky. knows who the fuck is killing all these people. <gasps> Isn't that weird, though? There was a $2 bill with all that shit. Like, why would you list those names? The, like, surnames. Yeah. And how ironic that they all literally start with the first letter of the alphabets, you know? Like... Well, I wonder if it was, like... F. Like, you know, in Clue, how it's, like, the, their names are colors, like, Mr. Plum. Yeah. What if that was their, like, their Clue name? Their fucking fake names? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Alpha, like in Reservoir Bravo Dogs? and whatever. Like, in Reservoir Dogs? Where it's, like, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Pink, yeah, Mr. Mr. Orange. Pink. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what if that was just how they did it? It was, like, this guy has an A name, this guy's a B name. Maybe, but, like, how not helpful to help me solve this crime? Oh, absolutely. Do you think... Why was it... Safety pin to his underwear. Oh, what's interesting is there were seven names, and then they numbered 
the signers of the declaration one through seven so i Ooh. wonder if they shared names somehow Ooh. I don't, what I, if that was their, the signers were their, like, first names, and then the surnames were their last names? That'd be really fucking ironic, too, though. Big coincidence. Yeah. And then what does that verse have to do with anything? Was it in his handwriting? Yeah. It all was? Yeah, supposedly. Hmm. Maybe those verses, maybe it's like, you read it down the page, and it says, like, stop reading this right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it has a message there. Yeah, there's, I don't know. That's My what killer me, like, is named. <laughs> It's a long note. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really what like sucked me into this one. I was like, who the fuck? Obviously, that was left there for only him to find or for them to find when he was dead. Yeah, it sounds like a... Yeah, because I mean, when you do like an autopsy or whatever, they're going to take off their clothes and yep. like investigate things. Yeah, so it seems like clues. I just don't know what. But then also those those towns were known for drug smuggling, so maybe he was helping smuggle drugs. Well, money laundering is a pretty big and dangerous yep. thing. That's true. So I could see, like, especially if he's keeping, like, records or tabs on it, then yeah. the, the gangs might be like, uh, we don't want to be associated with this. We don't want our shit on paper. That's why we're in this place where you can buy land without putting your name shit on anything. On yeah. And you're fucking that up for us. Get you had your warning you. when you got kidnapped, and now you're going to die. And now you're going to die. They were probably going to kill him when he first got kidnapped. Yeah, and then he got away. What is up with this hallucinogenic drug on his throat, though? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard of anything that might do something like that. The only thing that I can think is he was probably afraid to ingest it, so he didn't want to open his mouth. So it was just, like, stuck on his throat? How do you not ingest something if it's in your throat? Well, I figured outside. Oh, okay. That, too. But, like, I wouldn't be afraid to open my mouth if it was painted on my throat. Like, I'm not going to lick my neck. What if you licked your lips on accident? What if it was, like, that, all over my his lips chin, chin, chin? <laughs> I don't know, man. Big bad wolf. Do you think it was his lucky underwear? <laughs> it wasn't like, lucky that day. Thank God I wore Fridays. Tell you what? <laughs> oh, he was found on a Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck, that's gross. Ew. Oh, man. Well, that's fucking goddamn. Isn't that weird? That's a weird one. I wonder yeah. what his wife thinks of all of this. I don't know. There did I couldn't find anything that talked about it. Yeah. Or, like, his kids. Yeah. Like, daddy was a CIA agent. Yeah. Or a government. I don't know what branch. Government cheese. <laughs> well. On that lovely fucking note. Yeah. Let's go play some more video games. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. While we play video games, you should go on our website, isgdpodcast.com, and check out the $2 bill that this guy drew all over. Oh, yeah. I want to see that, actually. Yeah. And other pictures from our cases mm-hmm. and then tweet at us and be like whoa crazy that two dollar bill was nuts yeah we're at isgd podcast that's it that's the handle <laughs> <laughs> and we're also on facebook with the same same uh-huh and uh you can email us at isgd podcast at gmail.com you can snail mail us at p.o box 2764 spring valley california 91979 and don't forget to subscribe rate and review us tell your friends tell your friends friends. tell your wife tell your kids yep maybe not your kids no unless they're of age (laughs) yeah if they're of age then this could be a fun bonding moment yeah if they can appreciate like just jokes and lots of cussing i think most 12 year old boys can (laughs) (laughs) It's true, so as long as they're 12 and above. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're PG-13. No, we probably are. No, yeah, for sure. We talked about jizz cocktails. Yeah, use your best judgment, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's your call. It's your call. Your kids, I'm not going to tell you how to raise them. Woo! Okay, until next week. Bye! Bye! 
And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from the Truest Crime Podcast. The Truest Crime. This podcast is for people who only want to hear about the truest of crimes. The most serious crimes. And the crimes that aren't downers. Do you like crime and comedy? Cromedy? <laughs> Here's a sample of what you might hear. Florida man kidnapped scientists to make his dog immortal. A North Shore brothel has complained to the local council about plans to build a church in the same street, fearing it will bring the wrong sort of people into the area. A man called Erie Police at about 8.30 p.m. Wednesday, March 7th, to report suspicious peanut in his backyard. You can find us at thetruestcrime.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.